Welcome to Conversations with Postpartner, where we explore aspects of running a successful wedding photography business through conversations with real wedding photographers around the world. So many photographers that I see online have the desire to photograph weddings around the world. In this episode, I thought I would have a conversation with a real destination wedding photographer named Talia Lee and ask her what it takes to be a destination wedding photographer these days. In this episode, she gives some amazing insight into how she got her start in traveling for weddings and some of the challenges she has had to overcome. If you have ever considered becoming a destination wedding photographer, I hope this information is super helpful. I know that I had a lot of questions answered, so I hope you enjoy. Thank you for listening and enjoy our conversation. So I had that one destination wedding, so I actually flew down with them um, on the same plane there and the same plane back, and then I was there with them for the whole week. And then I think after that, I was like, wow, like something just really kicked in and I was so inspired the whole time there, just being at the beach and with the couple. And um, I think so the first year I had one and then the next year I had three and then it just kind of spiraled from there. (laughs) Awesome. Talia, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, How's life? Thank you so much for having me. Um, yeah, life is pretty good. I mean, it definitely looks a bit different right now um, mm-hmm. with COVID-19, but yeah, doing well. Hanging in there. And how are you guys doing? Uh, doing pretty good. I mean, we have two kids, so yeah, we spend a lot of time at home anyways. So it's now trying to, I don't know, just be better at hanging out with our family. And it's so far yeah. going so, so good, I think. We're uh, lots of lots of walks to the park and throwing balls around and stuff. So, yeah, at first I really hated it and I hated the change. And now I am kind of embracing it and kind of loving it. So, I mean, I don't really like the the not so much working part, but the other aspects I'm, I'm kind of enjoying. So, yeah, for sure. There was definitely an adjustment period. Like, I think Dustin has been off work now for two months. And yeah. of course, I'm used to working at home. And so it's like, what is going on right now? You know, with just with <laughs> all the, all of a sudden, all the brides emailing and work was super stressful. But then he's home and has all this time. So, but yeah, it's actually been really nice having him here and having all that extra time. And yeah, I mean, definitely excited to get back to work. I think I, was supposed to be flying back from Cabo right now, actually. Uh, before all this, but, yeah. Uh, but yeah. I want I want to go on a vacation so bad right now. Like I wanted to before, but this has just amplified all of those feelings. Like yeah. I just need to get out of here. I'm sure a lot of people are like that right now. Right. Where would you guys go to? Um, I that. Well, we were planning to go to uh, Scotland and London because my sister's in London oh, right now. Okay. So we're gonna do that. But that's out of the question now so i don't know i yeah. take hawaii take somewhere warm yeah for sure hawaii seems pretty safe actually you could just get a one-way flight and hang out with your kids on the beach yeah i don't know the logistics of it right now but <laughs> true i know maybe we'll try to figure it out um yeah. tell you, um the reason why we have you on the show for those listening is a probably i want to know a lot more about you um for those of you who don't know, Talia is a photographer based in Vancouver, but she's also a destination photographer who does a lot of work in Cabo San Lucas, which we just clarified and not Sayulita <laughs> as I guessed. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I would love to just kind of go through, sorry, somebody's calling me. I would love to just go through that, the whole like process of you getting into becoming a destination photographer because I have always wondered what it takes to actually be a destination photographer and how do you get the brides and grooms that are flying to these beautiful places and then hiring you. So um, hopefully that's where our conversation goes and you can kind of unpack that whole journey and the process of you doing that. Um, Do you want to, can you explain like what, what your current business looks like? Are you like 50, 50 here, there? Are you mostly here right now? Yeah, I mean, right now with COVID, it's definitely a little bit different, but normally probably 75% of my weddings are destination or international. Um, and then the other 25% would be like local weddings, which um, 
are definitely more seasonal. So it kind of works out that, you know, you get to do weddings all year round with um, the weather being a lot more yeah. consistent down you there. Get the, in the, the best weather, best of yeah. all the weathers. That's so cool. Yeah. And how, like, this is like a very broad question. How long did it take you to get to this point? Like how long have you been photographing and how long have you been doing the destination photographer thing? Yeah. So um, I think I did my first wedding in 2020 and then my first destination wedding was in March of 2014. Yeah. So I think it's been about five or six years. Um, yeah. Wait. So the first wedding, sorry, go ahead. You say 2010, did you mean your first wedding or? Yes. Oh, you said 2020. So I was <laughs> just clarifying. Oh that. my gosh. <laughs> <I'm so laughs> sorry. Told you I was going to be awkward. <laughs> yeah. it, it happens. 2010. Yeah. 2010. Yeah. Same yeah. Time so traveler. I guess four years later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. <laughs> and how did you get that first one? How'd that happen? Yeah. So that was actually a referral from Matt Kennedy. Um, so I think she was a friend of his from high school or something like that. And they were looking for a photographer um, with like a looking to get into destination weddings. And so, uh, I mean, people listening to this might totally hate it, but I think I didn't make any money off of it. I just did it for the cost of travel and yeah. stuff like that, um, which I mean, at the time I was single and 22 and it was, That's the I was dream. so excited and it yeah. was totally the dream. So it wasn't, um, yeah, it was awesome. That's so cool. And was when you first photographed those weddings in 2010 and then obviously 2011, 2012, 2013, were you thinking this is something I wanted to do or did it just kind of fall in your lap with that first one? Yeah. I mean, I had always loved travel. Um, like I've definitely traveled internationally before that. And I was regularly going to visit friends in California. And I think it was more of a beach thing that might have got me into destination <laughs> weddings because I love the beach and there is not a lot around here in Vancouver so yeah. that was definitely um, something that drew me to it for sure but that is something that I want more in my life is beaches and warm weather so really? <laughs> I can't blame you <laughs> I'm definitely so, one of those um like retired people that or snowbirds that like to go away for the winter because I just love oh, yeah. the sunshine and beach and stuff. But that's my dream. Me and Chantel always talk about like when we're older, we're for sure buying a place and just six months of the year going down there. And you? yeah, just summer year round. That's, that's the dream. I mean, we like winter, but we're total snowbirds, as you say, maybe not in Florida. Yeah. That's what I, when, when you say snowbirds, that's what I think of. I think of like Florida, but oh really? we can be snowbirds anywhere, I, I guess. Yeah, totally. London, but, Scotland, go for it. <laughs> yeah, we'll just travel. How about that? We'll just travel. Yeah. Um, and was it just that? Was it just that one destination wedding that first year in twenty fourteen? Yeah. So I had that one destination wedding. So I actually flew down with them um, on the same plane there and the same plane back, yeah. and then I was there with them for the whole week, and then. I think after that, I was like, wow, like something just really kicked in. And I was so inspired the whole time there, just being at the beach and with the couple. And um, I think so the first year I had one and then the next year I had three. And then it just kind of spiraled from there. Wow. So, and yeah. was it that, was it, were those three the next year from the, that one couple? Like just referral from them? They weren't actually. I think it was... I think I threw a Facebook ad out there and um, I think kind of word of mouth, actually, they were all mostly local couples and stuff. So. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I'm curious about that first wedding because I remember when I was photographing weddings in 2014 and I, <laughs> I mean, compared to now, I was the worst, I think. Um, looking back, what, what was that first wedding like? Because you were at yeah, 22, first wedding not making any money, just like along for the ride. Did they like organize it, do everything? Like, <laughs> how was it? Yeah. So, um, oh man. I mean, it definitely ended up being a lot more work than I thought it would be. Mm -hmm. um, sorry. I'm sorry. What was the question? Again? Yeah. Just uh, tell us about that first wedding. 
like what was that like was it was it like yeah so i don't know it just tells everything <laughs> so i mean at first when um i remember going to the meeting and it was so surreal like i honestly did not think that they were going to book me just because mm-hmm. i did not have the experience in that and i mean i had loved travel and i was familiar with mexico um and that kind of thing but yeah i remember like calling my friend after and i was so excited and then after all the realizations of everything that could go wrong kind of started to set in because I mean at home when you're shooting weddings you kind of have a system where it's like okay like I have a backup and emergency plan and totally I know what to expect but then all the realizations of what if my flight is delayed or what if I get sick and um you know all the little things started to really kind of hit me and so yeah there was definitely a lot to process but I think um figuring that out. Like I definitely have a system now that works really well. And yeah, cool. it's definitely a learning experience for sure. But. Yeah. And were you just like a kid in a candy store that first wedding? Like you're on the beach, everything's just like, Oh, paradise. totally. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm a total introvert. And so, um, I think being around the couple and their guests 24 seven, I was like, Oh my gosh, I was not expecting this at all. Yeah. you know like flying in airports and all that it was just you were constantly on the whole time um but otherwise yeah I was so inspired and excited and I mean they're the sweetest couple too um mm-hmm. and I've done their family photos since and stuff like that so yeah oh, they're awesome. definitely an amazing couple for sure but yeah that's so cool that yeah. you're still in contact with them yeah they're so sweet they're I, love, I I just love couples like that and especially being your first destination wedding like that's so special in itself so just that constant reminder every time they book you're like yeah first one right there for sure um yeah so you did that first wedding and then the next year you had three and you did you said you did a facebook ad was that all all it took to get those next three i think so yeah I think that was all it took to get those next three. And then, um, yeah, I think just kind of posting about those weddings and taking the venues. Um, there was a wedding planner that organized the travel. So I think she ended up um, referring another wedding at one of those resorts. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I think it just kind of spiraled from there, I guess. But I'm really bad at SEO. I didn't do any SEO work or anything <laughs> like that for destination weddings. But yeah. <laughs> That's cool. So at what point did you like consider yourself a destination photographer? Because obviously like on your website and I believe on Instagram, like you market yourself as like a destination photographer. So at what point were you like, yeah, this is what I do now? I think probably through a couple years later, once um, it kind of started to where I was doing more destination weddings and local weddings. And I think, I mean, technically destination wedding is anything over like 125 kilometers so like technically Okanagan weddings and stuff like that count but I think probably two or three years later I was like yeah this is this is definitely my niche and sweet spot and Mm -hmm. I love local weddings too but um there's definitely a different vibe for destination weddings that I was really drawn to and wanted to start pursuing more yeah what would you say is like the biggest difference between like the overall vibe of like a destination wedding versus like a local one? Honestly, it's a lot more, I was trying to think about this. I feel like it's a lot more experience based, Hmm. you know, um, like local weddings. There's obviously like lots of different venues and things that are important to the couple. But in terms of destination weddings, it's the couple is providing an experience for their guests. Yeah. And I feel like that is a lot of the focus too. Like it's not just a destination wedding there. A lot of it is a family vacation that they'll never be able to have again. You yeah. know, they're kind of the travel agents too. Like they're planning this whole experience week, whether it's a welcome bonfire or an excursion. And I think since all the guests are taking time off work for the week, um, using their vacation time and sacrificing to be there, everyone is just so committed because you know, they're not going to work the next day and stuff like that. So yeah, it's kind of this group experience that everyone is um, joining in together. And yeah, it's really, it's really unique. So that's so cool. 
It's um, and are most of the weddings that you're doing are they like weekend things or do you have like the midweek destination one too? I have like no idea what what the scheduling is like for these kind of things. Yeah. So um, it kind of varies. Some of them are midweek. Um, a lot of say like Canadian couples in Toronto and Ontario, um, like Alberta and stuff like that, you'll go down for the whole week, and then the wedding would be kind of in the middle or usually towards the beginning end. But um, I actually have a lot of clients that are based in the U.S., so mm-hmm. especially California, they'll actually just go down for the weekend. So the yeah. wedding would still be on a Saturday or something like that because they'll fly in Thursday or Friday and then fly out Sunday or Monday. So it kind of varies a little bit, but um, yeah, it's definitely more months seasonal rather than in terms of consistency versus weekends. But. Yeah. That was actually one of my questions was where are most of your clients coming from? And you just answered it. Um, oh, California. Um, and I always, so from the outside looking in, like, obviously you don't know that like how people have gotten to where like where they are and probably overthink it and <laughs> make it more complicated looking in from the outside. Um, how, how did you like get that type of client? Like the Californian who's going down for the weekend all their friends are going, it's like not that far. Is that, was that intentional or that just kind of happened? Um, I think that just kind of happened. I mean, secretly I'm a wannabe California girl. So maybe it's a, Represent the flag I mean, the I, yeah. <laughs> oh man, I did not plan that, I promise. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think, I mean, Cabo is really close for California. So I think it's a good, um, I think it's a good option for couples who are in that area wanting to have the destination wedding, but it's not like a day long trip or anything like that for guests. Like it's really short travel times. Um, but yeah, in terms of attracting California couples, it definitely was not planned. Um, I mean, I definitely have ones from over the U- all over the U S and stuff like that as well, mm-hmm. but maybe it was just kind of more the style or, I mean, I openly talk about how much I love California too, so <laughs> that could very well be it. <laughs> possibly. We possibly. got married in California, so. <laughs> yeah. A little bit of a, yeah. of, a, of a love interest in California. In California. Oh, yeah. Just a little bit. <laughs> no shame, whatever. You're, not, you're definitely not alone, so. I'm rolling with it. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask, do you have like a, a relationship with one of the venues down in Cabo or – is that something that destination photographers do? I, that's what I've heard, apparently. <laughs> it's important yeah. I, I hear. So I don't have an like official relationship, mm-hmm. but um, I mean, there's definitely ones that I've been to multiple times now and that I go to multiple times a year just from a couple seeing my work from that venue or the venue posting on social media. Mm-hmm. And then with that, I've kind of gotten to know the wedding planners, um, which is really fun. Like, I remember last year, I flew in, I was fresh off the plane, went to go get lunch at the buffet, and the wedding planner, Gabby, was setting up for a different wedding, and she saw me, and she was just like, oh my gosh, Talia, and like, ran over and gave me a big hug. (laughs) So, it's really fun, like, um, kind of going to the same places over and over again, because you do get to have those fun relationships that you would locally. Yeah. But. I don't have an official relationship. I think it's just more from, um, yeah, showcasing work from those venues and stuff. But yeah. yeah. Is most of your destination weddings in Cabo San Lucas these days? Probably half of my destination weddings are in Cabo San Lucas. Yeah. Um, I love Cabo just because the flights are really short. The time change is similar. Yeah. The weather seems to be a lot more consistent. I mean, I've definitely done ones in other parts of Mexico, like Cancun and Puerto Vallarta, um, Tulum. Um, I had ones in the Caribbean last year and stuff like that too. But yeah, yeah, Cabo seems to be a lot of them for sure. Yeah. That's, that's cool. One question I've always been interested in and I've always been too lazy to actually research it is what is it like like, do you have to get any, like, permits or anything working in Mexico? What is that like for a Canadian? Yeah, you know what? It is actually really easy, um, which is so funny because you hear all these horror stories. And I think for a while I was just like, oh, like, that would stress me out to be turned away when I got down there. Yeah, that's um, me. 100%. But I think for the first, 
Yeah, yeah. It's I think once you start actually looking into it, the process is actually pretty easy. Um, the first few years, you used to go to the Mexican consulate in Vancouver. Sounds really complicated, but it wasn't. Um, or you could mail it in, and you would just basically get a letter notarized saying what um, you were doing down there, that you weren't transferring any money or selling any gear and stuff like that, um, and that you were bringing it all back with you. And then they would notarize it. But I actually never even had to show that form to anyone down there. They never yeah. asked for it. And then now they don't even do that. You just essentially um, go through the border. I'd say that I'm photographing a wedding. They'll normally check out my gear. It's normally the batteries that they like to look at more than anything. And Weird. Then, yeah, I feel like there might be an unofficial thing in terms of bringing more than two cameras with you. Yeah. Um, like when I've traveled with Dustin before and he's brought like his drone and his camera and stuff like that too. And it's all in one bag. They're kind of like, wait, like you have four cameras? And I was like, oh, two are mine, two are his. And I've actually never had anyone really like question or we've never gotten in trouble. But I feel like there might be an unwritten rule about two cameras. But other than that, we, yeah, you just do it all when you go through customs. So Yeah, it's that easy. Yeah, it's so, crazy. So you, you don't need really anything anymore compared to the, no, a few years ago? You don't. Yep. Wow, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Now all, all I need is just somebody to get married in Mexico. <laughs> if you're listening. I know. You just need a passport. Yeah. yeah. If oh, you're I listening, de- hit miles up. Yeah. <laughs> definitely have those. I definitely have a password. So um, yeah. that's cool. Uh, how, is there any like spot that you really, really oh, want? I think you froze. Oh, hello, hello, hello. Hello. There we go. Perfect. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, I warned you. This happens sometimes. Yeah, it's all good. My internet connection is unstable. I just got that notice. <laughs> we live in the middle of nowhere. And um, I mean, Dustin works for TELUS. So you think we would have fiber, the most greatest internet ever. But yeah. our internet is so sketchy. I actually go to Starbucks to do uploads because it's faster. Oh, <laughs> brutal. Yeah. Uh. And he works for TELUS. TELUS, if, for those who don't know, is like our local broadband provider. So, Oh, yes, yes. That's unfortunate. Hopefully that gets worked out. Um, my question before I froze was, is there any, any spots that you really want to photograph weddings? Like, do you have like a, a bucket list? Do you, are you one of those people that makes lists on where you want to go? I do. I think it might be, I mean, it's hands down for sure. Greece is at the top of my list. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's definitely at the top of our bucket list. We were actually planning a trip there for this year before all the COVID stuff happened. Um, but yeah, I totally have envision um, and daydream all the time about, you know, a couple with like the white buildings and ocean oh, and yeah. string lights and those gorgeous classic buildings and stuff like that. So yeah. I would love to do a wedding in Greece or Greek Island someday. So I would also love that. So if you're listening again, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what's what's been like your favorite place to to photograph a wedding so far? So far, um, Saint Lucia was really cool. Um, Lucia, I think nice. part of it was, yeah, I think part of it was the couple and the whole experience and stuff like that. So. I mean, we took a catamaran from the resort over to their ceremony location. And then after they got married, we cruised back on the catamaran back to their reception. And then the the day after we actually, um, they rented the catamaran for all their guests as well. And they went kind of like touring the islands. We went to um, like waterfalls and saw the pecans and did these mud baths, which is apparently amazing for your skin and stuff like that. So it was a really cool experience and I met the couple and their family for the first time when I was down there, but, um, I'm actually doing her sister's wedding this year. Uh, They're no eloping. Yeah. So it's cool. Yeah. It's really fun, but that's so cool. St. Alicia. Um, so for when you're traveling abroad for these weddings, um, I can only imagine like, sorry, did I freeze? No, we're good. I can only imagine what it's like 
for like backing up files and keeping things safe and kind of like the stress around that because it's kind of like a stressful thing for some people, even when they're not traveling. So what, what's like your process of like protecting images and keeping those safe when you're abroad? Yeah. I mean, that is definitely my worst fear for sure. Um, I think when I started shooting weddings, I actually used to sleep with my memory card case under my pillow. <laughs> Not gonna lie, like, totally paranoid. <laughs> this is before I started like backing up to external hard drives. Yeah. But um, as far as destination weddings go, um, I definitely, so say I'll finish the wedding, I'll go home and upload everything to two external hard drives. Um, one, no matter where I go, like, throughout that week I'll carry it with me at all times um, and like have it in one carry-on bag and then when I'm flying back I'll put my memory card case in my other carry-on bag and then um, I should probably figure out a cloud system but the wi-fi down there is just normally pretty hit and miss yeah but yeah that's that's just your life (laughs) I know (laughs) wi-fi wi-fi Yeah, between the two external hard drives and the memory card, so I normally have it backed up in three different places. Cool. Just and tra- more for peace of mind, but yeah. And traveling is that's just, sorry, it's just on your carry on, carry on, and one in your check bag, kind of just all, every spot. Yeah, so I have um, like a rolling camera bag with all my equipment in it, so I'll keep my memory cards in there. I normally automatically write the files to like, um, you know, like the Mark IV has a backup slot, so I'll just write it to a big memory card and then I'll keep my external hard drive in like my little purse or carry on other carry on bag. But yeah. So everything's safe basically is what you're saying. Everything's safe. Everything's safe. Yeah. Are you, are you one of those paranoid people? I mean, justifiably paranoid about like losing files. I feel like there's a good mix of like people who like don't really care and people who really, really, really care. There's never really like anybody in the middle. Oh, I really, really care for sure. I think, yeah. I think I've just, I mean, I'm an overthinker. So I think I've just, I would feel sick if I lost any images. And I mean, I think between um, like flight delays or bags getting stolen in airports, I think you hear all those stories. And so I think in my mind, I'm like, okay, if I have one in every bag, should be good. Um, yeah. So just trying to prevent that from happening for my couples. But I, Remember that reminds me of a story. There, I know a photographer who came up to Vancouver after photographing a wedding, like somewhere. But basically, the wedding was on his camera and his hard drive only, and came to Vancouver and ended up getting all of his gear stolen while at a restaurant and lost the (gasps) wedding. And I'm like, oh, that's actually my worst nightmare. And he had to just be like, yeah, sorry, it's gone. (laughs) Your wedding is gone. Oh my goodness. I hope that never happens. That's horrible. Not to like feed into your anxiety around that at all, but. (laughs) Oh, thanks, my Thanks, (laughs) smile. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Stay safe out there. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Have you ever had anything like that happen before? Have you, like, have you, do you have any reason for this carefulness or is this all preventative? Um, I have got gear stolen before and I have had memory cards malfunction. Um, so I think that's why I back it all up to the other memory card as well. But yeah, when I was first shooting, I was actually a Nikon shooter Mm -hmm. and I remember I was location scouting and I had my bag in the backseat of my car and I mean, it was hidden, but, um, this was actually at Campbell Valley park, which is super close by. And I think they figured that someone saw like, oh, two girls get out of the car without a purse. There must be one in the car. Um, so I actually had pretty much all my gear stolen. And that's actually why when I switched to Canon as well, because I was working with another photographer at the time and fell in love with L-series lenses and was like, okay, look, I'm going to switch. <laughs> that is, as well be the time. But this is the sign. Yeah. It's a sign. Yeah. Wow. But Sorry that happened. Thankfully, but... I haven't lost any files yet, but. Yeah. Oh, good. That'd be the worst. Um, kind of along that, that vein of thought, vein of thought, is that a, I don't even know if that's a, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how to speak sometimes. Um, have you, 
have you ever had any? I don't either. I'm the most. It's yeah. We're both of us. We're like the blind leading the blind. That's a saying, right? Oh yeah. Oh for sure. I'm so awkward. <laughs> it's fun. Whatever. Just yeah, embrace it. Um, have you had any like any really bad things happen while shooting abroad? Um, I have kind of two stories. I mean, one was kind of, I don't know, one is pretty, pretty rough. I don't know how graphic you want me to get on here. <laughs> Just go for it. Whatever. <laughs> okay. Um, the people want to hear it. For anyone listening? No. So Dustin and I were newly married and I had a destination wedding in Cabo. And I think for the time of the year, it got darker earlier. And this was probably my second year doing destination wedding. So I was familiar with Cabo, but when we were driving from the airport, we took a different road than I was used to. So it was kind mm-hmm. of weaving through the mountains and it was dark and it was just me in the car. And I was like, okay, this is a little sketchy, but you know, I, I knew it was a drive and it was an hour drive. So it, it felt really, really long. And then we get into town and um, traffic was kind of backed up and um, there had actually been like a pedestrian hit just before we got there. Oh no. Um, and yeah, it was pretty graphic and I was pretty shaken up after that. Um, and I think the whole drive, I was just kind of like panicking the whole time. Like, Oh, like I'm totally going to get lost in these mountains in Cabo by myself. And I'm a single girl traveling. So <laughs> that, yeah, that definitely shook me up before. And I met the, the couple meeting me at the front of the resort and they were like, Hey, and I was like, what just happened? Like, <laughs> totally trying to play it cool, but at the same time, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, this is just insane. So, yeah. And then wow. another more funny one would be um, this last year, one of my couples had like a catamaran event for um, all their guests to kind of just hang out after the wedding and explore the island a little bit, or not island, but around the coast and stuff. Yeah. And we're probably 45 minutes out into the water in the middle of the ocean. And all of a sudden like the boat stops and we think we're just like kind of coasting a little bit or, you know, maybe we're going to go snorkeling here or something like that. <laughs> but the boat just totally stopped working. And so everyone starts to get seasick a little bit and oh my goodness, Miles, I think we were probably sitting there for about an hour or two while they tried to get it working. And the boat probably had nothing but alcohol and water on it. Like, yeah. this was not like a, there was no meals, no anything. And thankfully, I've got. I was saying, what's what's the problem here? <laughs> what's the problem? <laughs> know, right? You think it would be the best thing ever, stranded in the middle of the water ocean with nothing but Mexican tequila? But um, <laughs> oh my goodness, everyone was so seasick, passing around gravel and stuff like that. It was. Totally a scene in the movies, all of a sudden seeing two hours later, these boats come out of nowhere, coming to rescue us and getting shuttled off into these little taxis and stuff like yeah. that. And then waving goodbye to the Titanic sinking. And, I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> it didn't, it didn't actually sink, but it was, it was pretty, it was funny afterwards. But Yeah. Oh, that's wild. The things that you don't yeah. imagine happening to you while <laughs> going to yeah, photograph someone's wedding. Um, there's like a lot of upsides I can imagine to photographing uh, weddings in like a tropical place. And I think that's where most people's minds go to. They're like, yeah, it's just like this dream life. But I want to get your opinion on like, what's like your least favorite thing about photographing weddings abroad or in Cabo or yeah. Least favorite thing, um, it's definitely a lot more work than I think people realize. I definitely get those comments all the time, like whether it's from family or friends or people you meet and they're like, wait, people pay you to travel? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh my goodness, I swear there's so much more to it. It's actually a lot more work than local weddings. Um And then I actually end up getting sick a lot too, Hmm. which I think people don't really realize. I think with um, any, maybe my stomach is just extra sensitive, but between all the flying and different foods and stuff like that, I actually end up having, yeah, I get sick quite a bit from it. So I have a little go-to medical bag I bring now just to prevent. (laughs) Just in case. 
just in case, just in case. But. Yeah, I I didn't realize that. That's or I didn't even think about that. Um, a lot of people get sick when they travel. Like that's something totally normal. So yeah, and I mean, you think of um, one of our weddings. I think ended up being forty degrees. It was crazy hot in the direct sun. Um, all the guys during the ceremony actually looked like they had jumped in the pool. Their shirts were soaked. Wow. And so I definitely ended up getting heat stroke the next day too. And so I think um, between that and the resorts and stuff like that, yeah, definitely something I did not think about before. But. Yeah. How many, how many sunburns per year are you <laughs> getting? Especially like those first few. <laughs> I would just be like bright red every single wedding. Oh, uh, I put so much sunscreen on. I've had some pretty <laughs> bad burns in my life. I think, um, oh, I remember I went to Nicaragua in high school and I got completely fried and was so, so, so sick that I think I definitely learned my lesson since then. Um, but I always have at least two bottles packed with me to go through a lot of it. Yeah. I like just knowing me, I would forget sunscreen and I'd forget to put it on and I would just be like blistering after every wedding oh so, no. you must get pretty dark then after like a season right because it's you're going down in their summer right for like mexican summer for yeah i tan i tan pretty quickly but i lose it pretty quickly as well so yeah. um and i mean just with shooting and stuff like that i there's not tons of time to relax or late by the pool like everyone thinks um yeah but just from being outside at the wedding i definitely end up coming back with a nice little glow which is definitely a perk for sure but for sure it just adds to the jealousy that people have for you <laughs> like it's yeah. it's only may and you're that dark already like come on it's definitely a nice little um kickoff to summer around here but oh man you got your base coat ready <laughs> ready to go yeah not this year unfortunately but nope definitely not Shoot. i know my skin is like glowing in the dark right now but um I had a question I just thought of right now. Do you, would you consider yourself like an expert on destination weddings? Um, I don't, I feel like expert is a very, I don't know. I feel like to me, I kind of downplay things a lot, but yeah. I think in terms of my couples, I think I've really realized the last few years, just how, um, knowledgeable you become after a certain amount of time in a lot of different areas yeah um whether it's like i'm i get questions all the time of things that they don't think i know but i end up being like a travel agent and um like a wedding planner and even things like the resorts charging a fee for outside vendors like i get all these questions a lot and like i definitely have a system now too where mexico weddings Say they run things a lot differently. They normally have like a sparkler first dance and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I think with doing those over and over a year, um, yeah, it's, it is pretty nice to be able to um, come in with experience and be reassuring to my couples and be like, oh, like actually the vendor fee doesn't apply if I'm staying at the resort. And um, I actually have timelines um, <laughs> with how they work and all that kind of stuff. So it kind of sounds like, you yeah. know what you're doing. Um, yeah. The reason I ask is, as an expert, see so now I've set you up to be this expert of destination <laughs> photographers. Um, if I were to want to get into destination photography, what would be like your best advice or like any tips to pursuing that? Um, I think probably. I mean, from a not so fun perspective, just definitely do your research. Um, in terms of whether you need visas, permits, all that kind of stuff. Um, I think I got so used to shooting in Mexico that before my St. Lucia wedding, I was like, oh my gosh, like I totally forgot to check whether I need a visa or not for this after I booked the wedding. Yeah. Um, which thankfully it, it all worked out and stuff like that. But yeah, I think just making sure that for your couples, you are prepared, even mm-hmm. if you haven't done a wedding before, it's it's actually pretty easy to find out what you need and stuff like that. Um, and then along with that, like be prepared. I always have a buffer for travel. Um, I think I have had crazy flight delays 
and stuff like that. And thankfully now, like I know certain airlines and airports I fly into and stuff like that. So just yeah. trust your gut. And even if it ends up being a little more expensive, there are airports now that I avoid at all costs. Oh. Um, just because I have had one experience where I was like, I don't know if I'm going to make it until the morning of the wedding um, and stuff like that. But yeah. Yeah. And then um, I think couples really love to see your personal travels too. Um, so I think just kind of like showcase that even if, um, even if you don't have any destination weddings booked, you can always like shoot other people you meet along the way. Um, I mean, Dustin and I did a Europe trip and we did a tour and there ended up being five other couples on their honeymoon at the same time. So I think there is a lot of ex um, ways to get experience um, or learn as well, even if you haven't don't have a wedding book yet. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, yeah, totally. Yeah. Like always keeping an eye out for the opportunities. Yeah, um, and just kind of show how much you love traveling too. Like there's a lot of people that aren't comfortable with it. Yeah. And I think I never really realized that just because, I mean, I do overthink things and stuff like that. but when I'm kind of in my zone in airports. So I think just kind of, yeah, make sure the vibe you're giving off is working for that. So yeah. <laughs> make sure you again, with the awkwardness. That you like, yeah. <laughs> that you like to travel. That's gotta be important. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, and this is another question that I just thought of now. Is what what's like a vacation now for you? Because you obviously go to all these like beautiful places for work. Are you able to like disconnect that work? versus vacation and like where is a vacation spot for you guys now oh that is a good question you know what my family actually came to Cabo I had a wedding there in November and it was my dad's birthday so my family all came down and it just I think since I've been there I'm constantly in my mind location scouting or trying to figure out stuff like that and I actually had a wedding there that week as well it kind of coordinated to go but I think probably the most relaxing vacation we've had, we actually rented like a villa in Thailand and wow. we, yeah, Dustin got a hybrid car and he had all these ideas of, Oh, you know, like we'll do a road trip. It'll be super great. Barely any gas. We'll drive down to California. And then all of a sudden this flight still popped up for Thailand. And we're like, we could go to Thailand for cheaper than the States, yeah. which is just mind blowing. So yeah, we ended up getting this um, bill on the beach and um, it was actually amazing. It was crazy cheap, but um, yeah, I think that was the most relaxing vacation we've had just because I think um, like work wasn't on our mind at all. And I mean, it's really hard to unplug while you're gone on a trip. I'm sure, you know, too, just in terms of emails constantly coming in, Yeah. but I also have set days where I normally bring my camera and then otherwise I'll leave it behind. Yeah, like you have to like intentionally be like, no, today's not a day of work. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's cool. So for these like weekend weddings, do you, it sounds like you don't really get a lot of time to just like hang out at the resort because it's like work on like a Saturday, Sunday, maybe do a couple more pictures and then you're gone. Is it like Friday night you're in, Sunday night you're gone? Yeah, so I'll normally fly in, say the wedding is Saturday, I'll normally fly in Thursday, and then I'm there Friday for um, their like rehearsal dinner or um, wedding event, stuff like that, and then fly out Sunday. Or if they're doing like a catamaran um, or excursion with their guests, I'd fly in Friday, but arrive early, early afternoon, yeah. and then shoot the wedding Saturday, be there for the event Sunday, and then fly back Monday. So there's definitely months that are busier for travel weddings. Like I think May right now I was supposed to be there every weekend, just like five weekends in a row. And I yeah. would be, I was supposed to be home from like Tuesday to Friday or Tuesday to Thursday. So yeah, it definitely is a lot of time consuming, but um, yeah, I mean the first few I would go down for the whole week. And then after a while I was like, okay, being gone for the week is just not feasible in terms of, Dustin and family and all, you know, real life and stuff like that. It's pretty hard to get back into the routine after being gone, but three days, 10, three nights tends to work out a lot better in terms of having that buffer, but still 
um, not totally falling out of sync at home. So. Yeah. Th- yeah. That sounds like so much work. Like just as a wedding photographer myself, like that sounds like so much work. <laughs> it doesn't sound <laughs> relaxing at all. <laughs> oh, I've definitely adjusted things as I've gone for sure. But like how many images are you shooting on like a two to three day event? Oh, I don't even know, to be honest. I think I think I probably deliver around I mean, you would know this. You actually edit my photos. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I fill up a lot of memory cards for sure. But I overshoot already myself. So three days, that is so stressful in my mind. I'm like, that'd be, I don't know, like three, 4,000 images per day. Easy. Yeah. Oh, the calling nightmare. (laughs) Yeah, I've changed my packages to now like events like and stuff like that are separate just because there always something going on during those wedding weeks but yeah yeah that's so cool um I, I obviously things have changed right now in terms of like schedule and wedding season but um do you have any like projects going on or what's this year looking like now for you yeah i mean um to be honest i mean I was supposed to be away a lot this month, so my schedule was supposed to be full. And then now in terms of events, it's definitely kind of been washed out. Um, but it's still been pretty busy. I mean, not with as fun stuff. Um, I mean, obviously, as you can imagine, canceling weddings, you're dealing with all the um, client um, like emails and sending new contracts and stuff like that. But with Destination Weddings, too, there's actually been a lot of travel and stuff like that to cancel. Uh. And then also rebook. So that's actually been taking up a lot of time um, for more fun stuff. Dustin and I have been working on a lot of house projects. Cool. Um, yeah. And it's just spending more time at home. Um, yeah. Revamping a few things in terms of website updates and designing new albums and stuff like that. But I yeah. mean, it's like the usual off season kind of projects, I guess that I'm just, expanding through the summer now but. yeah the extended off season for a photographer yeah which, which from, is so weird i hate off seasons i hate so it too so much. much oh you know what when i even after i was full-time i would still get before i started doing destination weddings i would still get a part-time job just to be busy in the winter months <laughs> because i hated off season but yeah yeah i always find in the busy season i think it's I don't know if you can relate to this, but you're just like in this drive mode. You're like, go, go, go get all this stuff done. You're so efficient. But my mind always goes to, Oh, in the off season, I'll get this done. Cause I'll actually have time. But then when the oh, off season 100%. comes, I'm always like, I don't, I just want to relax. <laughs> Never do <Yeah>. it. A hundred percent. There's things that have been on my list for way too long. And, and now season comes in not as productive for sure. Yeah. And now we're in this like extended off season. So now it's like, ah, I guess I should. <laughs> yeah. You know what we actually started doing? I was actually, I started doing this in off season to make myself feel a little bit better because you know how in off season you have all those projects that you just keep adding to your list. Like, yeah. Oh, like website updates and blog and all those things, mm-hmm. but the list keeps growing and you don't end up checking off as the list doesn't end up getting shorter because it just keeps growing. Yeah. Dustin and I did this during quarantine too. We started making a list of things that we've accomplished. Oh, cool. And, and it, every time <laughs> we'll do something, we add it to it and it makes you feel so much better. And it actually helps be more productive too, because then you can add it to the list. That's a great idea. But, Cause yeah. you can actually be like, Oh, I actually am not completely useless. <laughs> I'm still doing stuff. <laughs> Yeah. And I mean, in off season, there was a time last year, I think where I was just getting super bummed and down like, Oh, like, you know, these projects take up so much time and it just feels like you're not checking um, off as many things. And looking back, it's like, wow, okay. I actually accomplished a lot more than I thought I did that you kind of forget about. So. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um, My last question for you is you've obviously been doing this for, what, six, seven years now, the destination wedding thing. Do you want to do this forever? Like, do you see yourself doing this in five, 10 years? You know what? I do actually. Um, 
I mean, I know a lot of photographers transition into more the teaching role or um, virtual stuff, but I love shooting. And I think even if maybe, yeah, I mean, I love weddings too, but I think travel especially is something that Dustin and I are so passionate about. And I mean, I'm sure things will tweak a little bit in the future, but we've, I feel like travel will definitely be a part of our lifestyle, whether that's um, weddings or doing more husband wife thing, um, just as we transition with life and stuff like that. But honestly, I have no idea what I would do other than this. (laughs) This is the plan. I'm not a teacher. I'm not. Yeah. I, yeah, this is my jam. Yeah. Awesome. Well, if, Anybody listening wants to follow Talia and see what she's up to and check in on her in five, 10 years, see if she's still doing this. We'll make sure to (laughs) link all of her social media and website so you can have a look. Um, But other than that, Talia, thank you so much. This just flew by, right? Like I told you it was going to fly by. Oh, it totally did. Um, Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, this has been super helpful and insightful and I might decide to join you (laughs) as a destination photographer. Probably not. Let's do it. I have kids. I can't do it anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot imagine traveling with a three-year-old. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's, I haven't done it yet. We were going to, but, um, I'll let you know how it goes. If we ever do it, we've done two, two, we went to, uh, Spain last year. Oh yeah. It was, uh, it has its challenges, but a lot of positives as well. So I feel like traveling with one kid would be a lot more manageable as well. It is. It is. And I haven't even traveled with two, and I already know that it is way more manageable. <laughs> well, good luck with London. Yeah. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Whenever that happens. London 2022. Like... That's awesome. Yeah. Great. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Talia. Um, Amazing. Hope you have a good rest of your day, and uh, see you around. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Take care, Miles. Right. Cheers. As always, you can find links to Talia's website and her socials in our show notes, so go give her some love and support. Our guest next week is someone I know really well because, well, he's me. We have Jen taking the reins as host as she asks me questions about my photography, editing, and life. Hopefully it's not a total snooze fest. If you like these conversations, make sure you subscribe to hear more and leave us a review if you have a minute. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope to see you again. Bye-bye. If you made it this far thank you so much for listening if you found this conversation interesting let us know by sending us a dm on instagram at postpartner or send us an email to hello at postpartner.com we look forward to sharing more of our conversations in the next few weeks thanks again and we'll see you on the next episode see you later